1: Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. Friday the 22nd of September, which makes this the last podcast of the week. And goodness me, I hope that means that um, long-suffering government press officers are able to have a good weekend. You might remember that uh, yesterday I was talking about the proposal to... um, scrap the proposed increase in taxes well there wasn't ever one but uh, it's been scrapped anyway and at the same time the prime minister also announced that he had officially scrapped compulsory car sharing. you remember that um proposal don't you? well maybe you don't because it's never existed. however, I think. The fact that uh, Rishi Sunak made the pledge that he was going to stamp out something which wasn't going to happen might actually encourage travellers to look again at car sharing. It's a very good option, both environmentally and economically so i've been working through this it's a subject i know a fair amount about and that's partly because um well i've been doing it for a number of years under the guise of hitchhiking that's the um oldest form of 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 car sharing or carpooling um also the most environmentally harmless form of motorized transport because you just hop in for a portion of the journey that the driver's making anyway you use up a little bit of fuel but um, it is very very marginal um hitchhiking safer than it's ever been i think but also increasingly a minority sport now on the subject of compulsory car sharing there has been some i know of cases for example in cuba where um given the many many shortages of fuel and public transport and everything else well the government said right we are going to put people in special yellow uniforms on the edges of town at specific places they are going to assess how many people can fit into a government vehicle and there's lots of government vehicles in Cuba and this would involve a small payment but uh, just a few pesos so nothing very much. Um, You've also had in terms of um, communist countries um, Poland uh, before it gained its independence there was actually a a gift voucher scheme you would um (laughs) if you're a hitchhiker you buy a book of coupons and you would hand over the appropriate value at the end of the ride and the driver would then send them in and um, hopefully win prizes for their generosity more recently we have seen and this is uh, going back uh, many decades, actually, in America. High occupancy vehicle lanes, they're just creeping in in other places. But they basically just say, if you're prepared to have multiple occupants in your car, then you can use special faster lanes. And in Europe, actually, again, for decades, you've had organisations which, which connect drivers with passengers for longer journeys. Of course, technology makes this much easier easier and that's why companies such as blah blah car of france are doing well they say find the perfect ride from our wide range of destinations and routes at low prices and if you're a driver you post your, you register and then you, you post your journey online um, and you say how much you want towards your costs um, it's absolutely strictly not a profit making thing it is simply to um, defray the costs of fuel and then prospective passengers search for rides sounds great I've never actually used one because well all sorts of things really I've just looked at London Manchester for tomorrow now there's one ride in the morning someone traveling from Sussex to Glasgow who can get me from the m25 to the m6 going past manchester that's going to cost me 28 pounds there's another one from ealing in the west of london to central manchester more interesting 29 pounds but while that's cheaper than the train it's not as cheap as the coach and you've got no choice in departure times of course the uh, ride um, from Ealing to Manchester is going to leave at nine in the evening. Um, so I think you need a critical mass of drivers to be able to make this a genuine alternative and you'd also need, I think, um, rather low affairs because at the moment, nobody is that I can think of is going to take up those offers because, you know, why would you? You just go to uh, Victoria coach station or one of the other points for coach departures and um, uh, pay 10, maybe 20 pounds and um, uh, be driven in great professional comfort. But the future for vehicle sharing, I think, is looking pretty rosy Um all tied up with autonomous vehicles, maybe even e vertical takeoff and landing pilotless planes. You'll be sharing those with other people who you don't really know, just to maximise uh, their efficiency. And there's one other aspect which actually has been trialled and has worked, and I have been on it. That is on-demand bus sharing. There was a great trial by a London company named Snap, which basically just said, To coach operators right if we can get sufficient demand please put on a coach between these two points it was low cost it was reliable it was fun and i think that may be a way for the future meanwhile let me reiterate compulsory car sharing in the uk was never a thing and it's not going to be a thing thanks for listening hope you share your weekend and your car with lots of lovely people